Good morning. Those steps were a challenge because I just had knee replacement surgery in April and I'm trying to do it without canes. Welcome to chapel, to worship. We have a few minutes, a few minutes out of eternity just to see if we can still our hearts and get our focus on the Lord. And I'm very aware, having been a student ad nauseum um, for many, many degrees and years, that where you're at in this term, you are stuffed full of new information. So what I determined to do today as I prayed about it is not to give you any new information. You don't need one more thing up in those brains of yours right now, but you do need to draw on and remember the things that God has already taught you. So this is in some ways very simple, but hopefully it will be exactly what you need to experience God today. This thing of the steadfast love of the Lord never changes. We sang it, we read it, and you know, it's very, it's not new information, is it? You know it. You know it by heart. You didn't even have to look at the screen when you saw that up there. You know it already. And you know the great commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, being, everything you are, all of you for all of God. You know that. But the trick is learning how to live it. It's, it's, it's exposed to be a love that is a lived experience. It's not supposed to be that you know about God's love. It's supposed to be that you live in the reality and the experience of God's love. God himself loved, lived it. And that's what, when you read a passage like Joan read out of Hebrews there, it's reminding us to consider and think about the way God himself has lived a, a life of love and a life of commitment and a life of steadfastness. It's considering him. You know, there is no one else that can actually say, um, he, that we can say about, he is love. We can say, well, he's loving, or he's this or that, or she is, but he is the very source of love itself. Love flows from him. It's, talk, it's your resource, it's your source. No other can say that he alone is love. Consider him who endured such opposition of sinners against himself, so that you, this is where it gets into the steadfastness, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This is a call for us to perseverance, to live steadfastly for God. It's a love call. It's a call of commitment in relationship with him. You know, those words sound very simple, and today what I really wanted to do is talk about simple faith, because you know already about the steadfast love of God. You know um, so many things, but sometimes life just gets complicated and cluttered, and we need to clear it away a bit so we can get a fresh focus and a new, a new look at the Lord himself. So those words out of Hebrews, consider him, they sound so simple. And I actually thought, you know, I'd look that up and just remind myself what it means to consider. Now, here's some dictionary ideas of considering. To take into account, to have regard for, to regard highly, to esteem, to think carefully about, to reflect on, to pay attention to. And I love this one. To believe, 
after careful observation. You know, that fits this passage perfectly. Consider him. And I hope if you don't get anything else out of our time together here today, what will ring in your ears is to consider him. Because that brings the reality of his presence and his love right into the life, your life today as you live it. Simple faith. It's the great gift of God's love and it opens, prayer opens the path for us to respond back to him in love. Even prayer, you know, so much about this Christian life, we, we get off course and we think something I'm going to do is going to make it happen the right way. But it's all about God. It's His story. And it's where you intersect His story that you want to consider. Consider Him. The great gift of God is prayer. Prayer is a grace. You can't even just sit there and determine I, I will be steadfast, I will be faithful, I will do this, I will do that. We can only do those things because God enables us. Everything is a grace. Even the avenue and path of, of faith is a grace. And that's why we have to pray daily for certain things like a love for prayer. You have to pray for a love for prayer. You can't just decide you're going to pray. Every January I hear New Year's resolutions that uh, this year I'm going to work on my prayer life and I'm going to do a better job and I'm going to do this. You know what? You begin by praying for a love for prayer and God will give it to you. He will give you the capacity to pray and to love it. And that only comes from Him. You can't make it happen yourself. We're totally dependent on Him. Love is primary in being steadfast. It is love that holds us to the center of God himself. You know, when you think about it, you know, you hate to think of God in any way that we have any analytic thoughts towards, but, but truly, God's motivation is centered in his love. He is love. He's the source of love. It's, it's not just that sometimes he shows love. He is love. And that's the core of his motivation. And because of that, that's how we're supposed to live, with an awareness of that. It's this thing we're called to simple faith, yes, but we're called to profound living. Profound living, I love it in the Latin, it's profundere, and it means, it means to go for the bottom. In other words, you're not living on the top superficially, but you're going for the bottom. You're, you're looking for, how do I live my life profoundly so that at the end of it, I'm not going to be disappointed. And I'm going to have fully experienced the reality of God, a relationship with God that could only happen if I go for the bottom where his love is. It's the core of your being that we're going for. So love, I'd call that a primary a primary root, I'm thinking R-O-O-T, but probably R-O-U-T-E would work too, but it's a primary in being steadfast. And I think secondarily, um, I thought of this with a story of a friend of mine several years ago. She spent the entire year, every time she encountered a Christian leader that she loved or respected or esteemed, she asked, and she would go up and ask them, what is it? that has enabled you to finish well? How have you stayed faithful to God? And every single person she asked that said exactly the same thing, a little bit different vocabulary, but the same thing. The fact that he has promised he will never leave me or forsake me. 
that is what held me to him. It's what held me to my calling and the way that I live my life. And I think that is a profound message for us to, to remember his presence. See, those are things you already know. They're sim it's simple faith. You know the presence of God, but it's to live with the reality of that that makes all the difference in the world. I love you with an everlasting love, and two, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Not new, but simple, and it's profound. And it starts in considering Him. Because I know life can be difficult. It's one thing to sit here in chapel and everything's fine. But I know what's waiting for you. There's relationships, there's circumstances, there's assignments, there's um, all sorts of crises and, and, and things going on, obstacles, challenges. But in spite of all that, what will hold you and enable you to remain steadfast in your commitment to the Lord is to remember His love for you and that He's promised He will never leave you or forsake you. His love and His presence. That's why when you come to a verse um, in the New Testament like Paul where he says, in, in, the, in that context I've just framed, when he says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. That's what he was talking about. He knew the fullness of what it meant to live in Christ, in his love and in his presence. So <clears throat> what I want you to remember today is to consider him. And I want to uh, finish up today. It's amazing how fast the moment's going here, isn't it? We're going to finish up today with a Celtic prayer that I've done with some folks before. But I think it will be a beautiful, enriching experience for us to pray this together. And it is meant to be a lived prayer, an experienced prayer. So there's a little body action in it, but that's okay. You're supposed to love the Lord your God with all your mind, heart, soul, body, being. So we will, we will work on this, but not in a distracting way, in a way that draws us simply to Him, to consider Him. And let these words, as we, as we pray this prayer together, let these words from the psalmist encourage you further. You alone are God. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. For great is your love toward me. So now his love and his presence will enable you to live with steadfastness. Go now into your day, and above all, consider him. <laughs>